Hello and welcome back to the Bad Movie Reviews channel, hosted by your two favourite Iraqi citizens, Ben and Daniel. And well, I think it's I'm, been a while. I was going to say, weeks. I'm looking a bit of a Harkonnen. You are a Harkonnen, yes. Um, it, it's been a little bit of a while. We've had a bit of a, a switch up from Madam Web, which is probably the best film of the year, to Dune Part 2. Yeah. Um, now, if you don't know or you're not familiar with some of our content, this has been our most anticipated film for 2023 and 2024. Um, it got our number one for 2023, <laughs> obviously got yep. delayed due to the, the writer's strike. Thank the Lord that's over. They're getting paid what they deserve and the screen actors. And, Good. Um, glad that worked out. Glad that worked out. And I'm glad it worked out because it meant we got this in Feb. Now, we are reviewing it also a little bit later. That came out a couple of days ago, but yeah. this was the earliest we could get for um, IMAX in Melbourne, which does show it in 1570. Now, I think it's one of about 12 cinemas in the world to do it as well. So it's probably fair to say that we saw this in the best possible format possible, which did it deserve it? We'll, we'll, we'll unpack discuss that. Further. We'll discuss that. Yeah. And, uh, yes, it did. But um, <laughs> no, obviously, yeah, if you're not familiar with Dune, you've obviously been living under a rock or under sand maybe, uh, but it is the follow-up to obviously Dune 1 or Part 1. Part 1, yeah. Directed by Denis Villeneuve. Um, obviously Who is starring... probably one of my favourite directors, one of the only ones I can ever remember. Um, well, yeah. Probably, <laughs> but um, probably I mean, some of like my top, top like, three films he's up there in. Yes, yes, but it's obviously a continuation of that. So you see Paul Atreides, who's played by Timothy Chalamet, and yeah, no need for me to go any further. It's probably one of the most hyped films, yeah, since I can remember being alive for. But um, well, what do we um, what do we kind of start with? Maybe commenting on some of the performances first before we dive into some of the rest of the stuff. How do you I think actually, everyone I, went? That's funny you say that because I was going to bring up performances last. But oh, no. interesting. <laughs> no, I'll, um, I'm happy to start with performances. And I think it's fair to say that this film, similar to Avatar, like when Avatar came out, you kind of, when you watch it and even knowing beforehand, you realistically know it's probably going to sweep all the tech categories when it came to like the Oscars and yeah, a, yeah. award season. And I think it's fair seeing Dune that, in my opinion, it probably will win upwards of six, seven Oscars next year. And it's probably a year to this, like I'm talking visual effects, sound, editing. Absolutely phenomenal. Cinematography probably. Um, But I don't think I'm being very um, like erratic here by any means. I genuinely do think that it deserves acting noms Mm. for Austin Butler as Fade. Yep. I think I pronounced that correctly. I believe you did. And Timothy as Paul. Man, he's so good. Now, I kid you, like, everyone here, like, I've obviously we've seen this a little bit after, like, general release and critic screenings and things like that. And obviously there's been a lot of talk on Twitter about, like, Timothy's performances, Austin, even um, Zendaya. Zendaya was fantastic in this as well. Agreed. But I, I actually thought everyone that there's no small roles in any film, but all the all the moving cogs in the film that obviously have sort of the side role, like Rebecca Rebecca Ferguson was brilliant, who obviously plays Paul's mother. Yep. Um, Dave Bautista's unreal. Christopher Walker and Florence Pugh. Like the cast is stacked. Josh mm. Brolin as well. Javier Bardem. Um, but I like I've seen a lot of talk about Austin Butler, and he did like. Every time he was on the Man, screen, he's got some props, doesn't he? he? He's, he's got, got some he's acting got range. Props. Like obviously, he did Elvis, which was such a physical role. 
Yeah. But it, and this is almost similar in the fact that the physicality side of it is ridiculous. Yeah. Um. But he he really stole the show and like it's probably one of the best performances playing a villain I I can remember since like Heath Ledger's Joker. Um. Oh. Man, you're gonna you're gonna stump me on that one. I'm gonna have to think about a few, but he was good. Well, like he he definitely led, like, good. that's 2008. So like obviously before that, you obviously have a few, but like that that's probably one of the most memorable villain performances I've really seen. I'll, I'll in never quite some forget time. the bad guy out of uh, Madame Web because his performance. Okay. I'll never um, forget that. Thanks for that one. Not a and good then, one. I'll and just then never forget it. Timothy Chalamet, in my opinion is probably one of the best working actors like whether we talk whether, regardless of, regardless of age one of the best working actors in my opinion when you go from releasing Wonka 2 months ago and then yep. to see this like just the the range and obviously you've got this like stoicism kind of performance but there are two scenes in this film like which are towards the end where like the man fucking cooks yeah like spice like he demands and I'm sure you know exactly what scenes I'm talking about. And I'm sure if you've seen the film or once you see the film, you know what I'm talking about, like demanded everything. And I'm like, I was drawn to the screen getting goosebumps the whole time. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if I see him in like best actor category for this. Cause like it, it's obviously you, you don't often see acting nominations come from big blockbusters. Yep. And I say that obviously it's a, you know, 200 or not $190 million film in that sense. Like you don't often see it. But I really hope because, like, they, I they carried the... couldn't yeah. agree more. There was times where I was I was kind of lost in a scene waiting for him to do his, like, next part, his next act or whatever that was, and I probably wasn't paying attention to everything else, but he just he ca- he captivated the scene so much. He drew you into it. It was such a focal point that it was hard to, like, kind of move away from it. It was mm. so exciting. What happens yeah. next? That's what but I was... Like that, yeah. Even what you said then is baffling. Not in a bad way, like in the way that this film is so beautiful, but like you're almost constantly I'm watching so Timothy. Like when he's on when he's on screen, you're more drawn to him and his his facial, yeah. like his his performance itself than the movie. And it's probably fair to say it's one of the best looking films I've ever seen. Mm. It's I mean, recency bias aside, like I, I try not to obviously have any recency bias, but Looking at it, like, obviously this film, and it's an adaption of the book. We all understand that. Denis has such an incredible way of adapting this. It's such a rich thematical film that obviously discusses a lot of things about faith, about religion, about um, all that side of things. And it's like when you're watching – it's just bad. Like, I genuinely – I would like to see it again, obviously. Yeah, I'd um, like before to I make before I make hasty it. comments, but like I genuinely do think this is probably the best sequel of all time. <laughs> no, like I'm not actually. I'm not, I'm genuinely not kidding. It's probably my favorite sci-fi film I've ever seen in my life. Best sequel of all time, and the best sequel of all time. Two Towers was pretty good, and Return of the King was also a great follow up. Well, I, I, Return of the King's a threequel, yeah. And so, oh, okay, so <laughs> no, 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 no. Just... no, but like. <laughs> In, yeah, no, like I'm generally like maybe maybe nut it down to sci-fi. I'm obviously, Return of the King and Two Towers have got 20 years on this. This is yeah. two hours, you know, 20 minutes. Uh, Avatar was pretty good. No, it's not the same. Like it was a good experience. No, they both like, had like massive scale, but you can't compare the two, I guess. Avatar yeah. like is an impeccable filmmaking feat, but like this shit's on it in my – like in terms of there was, there was storytelling. Acting and, performances in uh, – in Avatar went 
absolute standouts for sure. Oh, it's Where hard, this film it's hard was. to rate a mocap, yeah, hard to rate mocap performances usually, but um, no, like man, like Denis probably solidified his spot as my favorite working director. Oh. We'd have to flash back to the first, I reckon. Video we ever did where we introduced yourself. I'd love to see who you said at that time. I think I did say Denis. Did you? I, I know I did. I, I, I pronounce his wrong. I know he, wrong. he plans to obviously end it with Messiah. He, he plans to end it with the trilogy. I do hope in between now and then he does go off for like two, three years or maybe like two years and make a like a smaller film. Yeah. Just because I don't like, you know, I just don't want him to get beaten down with obviously the big cog of a $200 million film. Like obviously he's made films it. like Arrival and Prisoners. We, Arrival's big scale, but like Prisoners yeah. in between, I think it was, I think I can't remember the the schedule of thing. Like of, like Sicario was still a big film, but like it was a lot more contained. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, 200. So I, and those films have been impeccable really. So I do hope he does that so he doesn't get, Drawn, drawn down and like, you know, run down from, from, cause I can imagine it'd be very, very, um, full on process directing a film like this, as well as overlooking everything, the editing, but I feel like just, a break would be good too. It gives you that idea to kind of have a good refresh and then jump into it and like really give it your hundred percent instead of kind of being burnt out from, I guess, doing a film as, as big, uh, I guess with the scale of it too, which is probably one of the next parts we could touch on is. Uh, we talk about always the weight of a film, you know, the weight of shots, um, the way things are, are the weight framed. Weight of sound, yeah. especially in this, yeah. Sound. Oh, man. You're right. The whole time, everyone saw it in the trailer, the silence. I was, where he says that, and I was freaking waiting for it, and it was delicious. It's not only just the use of the, the sound, it's the use of silence as well. He really knows mm. when to utilize that to, like, draw out the big sound. Like, obviously, when you've got the use of thumpers, like, it's completely silent when... Mm. Yeah, it's completely silent and they're setting it up and then like it's, you know, it goes up and then dun, dun, like, but in IMAX and I don't know what cinema people have seen it at, but like in IMAX, especially with the sound system they've got in there, like you feel that. Mm. And it's like, it just makes, there's, I, man, I don't know. Like I, I really am struggling to find the words. Like, let's put it, like I genuinely, I don't like, this is an odd, probably a very odd thing to say, but like, here we go. I try not to No, but like <laughs> I did, I did sit there and kind of felt emotional in the film to the point that like, I actually was watching it with a smile on my face. And I was like, I was actually close to tears being like, I am so thankful I'm alive to see this in a cinema. That's it. Like that. I'm not, That's kidding. Pretty cute. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I was like, this is, I feel like in 30 years, you know, I'll be like to my kid, like, I was there. The cinema. I was like, there. Like, all, I remember it all too well, you know, Taylor Swift lyrics. But um, I was there. I remember it. No, yeah, don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm on a tent. No, but, like, I genuinely was like that. Like, and I'm sure you've you've probably had people have experienced it once in their life where you're like, yeah, I'm glad I'm alive to witness this kind of thing. And, I like, sci-fi is a very, very hard thing to nail. Mm. And um, it's probably my favorite genre. Too. It's it, it's probably like I mean I talk about horror and rom com, but like sci fi, obviously you got to have the visual aspect of it down, but you got to have the world build. Like obviously, yes, there is a book and it is an adaption, but like the, the, how he's nailed. Obviously, he did even Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is one of my favorite movies ever. In my opinion, a perfect movie. But this man, I I can't give this film enough praise. Like Denise got the source. 
Yeah. And I sound like I'm glazing hard. And I probably <laughs> a am. Bit, like I, I probably bit. am. But like, I mean, bear in mind, like, do you remember that I have seen this film 20 minutes ago? Yeah, we're, we're pretty fresh out of this Pretty one. fresh. And it's like, I would like to see it again to soak it all in. But like at the same time, I could see it again and be like, it's even better the second time. I didn't know a desert could look so beautiful. You know, I think they filmed it in Jordan or Petra, like Petra Jordan or whatever. Man, like, it was like gorgeous. Where. Like you think of like the barrenness of it and that would create like a boring environment. But like the weight and depth behind the universe mixed with the desert created these unreal shots. It was absolutely excellent. Oh, Greg Frazier, who's the DP, like the cinematographer, is probably one of my favorite working. Like he's not. Um, it's not like you watch certain cinematographers like Emmanuel Lubezki and they're like, you know, they've had a lot of films where they're using handheld and like interesting. Yep. But like the films he does to do, which he did the Batman, Dune 1, Dune Part 2, like they're impeccable. He's a fellow Australian. Good. So like love that. But um, no, just everything. Like the film looked beautiful. It sounded beautiful. The performances, it's one of the best feats of direction I've seen in a while. Like... I can't, yeah, I can't give it enough praise. And can't I, put all the words together. Well, no. When it when it comes to what we normally say with a sequel, mate, the three Bs. How do you how are we feeling on the? Oh, bigger? it was definitely bigger. It was definitely bolder, like storytelling wise, and then it, oh, in my opinion, too. in my opinion, it is a better film. I, I I love Dune Part One with all my heart. I rated it a five out of five on Letterboxd, but like, I'd be ignorant to say like there aren't a few like. It definitely feels like a part one, and there's yeah. not. It's very much a world building film. There's not much like actually. That's going. how I tell people too. It's kind of like a whole three hour world building f- film where mm. you kind of learn a lot about the universe, but nothing happens, and it's the most entertaining nothing happening ever. And that's how yeah. I- but where this film also does impeccable feat is. It'll make the first one better. Yeah, and it I does. Agree. It does make the I first agree. one better. And I would love to watch him in like a double billing because it really does obviously pick straight up where the first one left off. Should and I would love to watch them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like, man, I, I don't know. I just, it's just I, I actually sit here and I'm baffled at how the film was made. It, it really puts a shame to every other film I've seen that costs more than $190 million. Captain Marvel, like the Marvels cost... Two hundred eighty-five million. I, I think, think or Mermaid was two hundred and fifty. Yeah, the Little Mermaid, which like it made the money, but like it's just <laughs> baffling because like this film is probably one of the most bold-looking films in terms of like concept, like the the art for all the locations, the vehicles, obviously the location, the scout. Like I don't know how they've done it for that money. Like, I, I really don't. I it's hope, either that every other film is not utilising any resource properly and might be, you know, Russian. some tax evasion scheme, I don't know. Um, <laughs> nah, like, that's genuinely how I feel. Like, I just don't know how Fair. any other film has is, is, is been more expensive than this. Like, apart from obviously, like, films like Avatar, The Way of Water, it's like, I get it. But when you've got films like Thor, Love and Thunder and Captain, like, Marvels 2 and... These films coming out that just like a fifty, sixty million dollars more expensive, and mm. you can make five good films with that. With, with a similar cast too, it's not like they've casted. Lo- I was going to say low level, like it's a video game, but you know they haven't casted less known, well known actors. They still have the the peak of high quality, yeah. 
and the budget's still the thing less. With, the thing with a film like this, though, and it usually will happen, is like a lot of actors will take pay cuts to be they're part just like, of it. I want to be part of this. Yeah, it's the same with like working with Christopher Nolan and like Martin Scorsese. It's like usually people like I think it's reported that like Timmy Chalamet made like two million for the film, oh. but like for Wonka he made like twenty. Yeah, um, that's reported. That's not confirmed, but like that's been. You know, room. but no, I I beg everyone to go. I don't know if you have much more to say. Nah, I'm kind of I'm really kind of struggling out. for words because it is quite hard to talk about. Right after, maybe yeah, you know, be interesting watching this when we uh maybe when we do a reflection at the end of the year on the oh, year like come in to review. come to year in review and next like at the you know our best of 2024, which I'm sure this will probably appear in it. Obviously, from it's a good the chance, but, but um. It'd be interesting to hear probably my thoughts then. I might reflect back on this video because I probably would have seen it by a couple, like a couple of times by then. I would have bought it on 4K, yeah. watched it. But like it's a film I can't not can't wait to see. Mm. I will say the two hours and 50 minutes as well breezed by compared to the – like it did not feel that long. I didn't I find drawn. myself waiting. No. No. I, I, I At this stage, like I genuinely have no faults for the film. I think in terms of filmmaking, the film itself, the sci-fi, like – for a sci for a sci-fi film, it's like one of the best sci-fi's of all time. For a film in general, it's still like one of the favorite. Yeah, my, one of my favorite sequels of all. Like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Where it's like, <laughs> I genuinely am just like baffled right now that the fact that this exists as a film. It's just beautiful. It's great to be alive. Good time to be alive, man. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> correct. It is um a great time. But if you have seen it, which I'm sure you have. Do comment below. Let us know what you think, which I'm sure we all know. If you don't like it, go get help. Watch Little Pony 2 or something. Um, that's all I can say. I don't <laughs> know. Watch a different sequel. But now, if you do like our content, you like our review, give it a thumbs up, subscribe for more, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.